Hi, this is a message from Tom before we get into the regular podcast. I just wanted to let you know that the second edition of the Zero to Finals Medicine book is out now. You can find it on Amazon if you go direct to Amazon or you can go to zerotofinals.com slash books to find the links. I started this project back in January this year and I thought I would just go through, update a couple of guidelines, maybe fix some spelling errors but I ended up practically rewriting every single word in the book, adding new topics, adding new Tom tips, adding illustrations, cutting back on some of the waffle. And the great thing is it's about the same size. It costs £25, the same amount that it did before, and it is so much better. So before we get started, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of your book. And let's get into the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about pseudogout. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash pseudogout or in the rheumatology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Pseudogout is a crystal arthropathy caused by calcium pyrophosphate crystals collecting in the joints. It's formerly known as calcium pyrophosphate deposition disease, or CPPD. It may also be called chondrocalcinosis. Let's talk about the presentation. The presentation of pseudogout varies. Many patients are asymptomatic and it's picked up incidentally on an x-ray. Others may present with chronic pain and stiffness in multiple joints. It can also present acutely with a rapid onset of symptoms. A typical acute presentation of pseudogout is a patient over the age of 65 with a rapid onset, hot, swollen, stiff and painful knee. Other commonly affected joints are the shoulders, hips and wrists. Let's talk about the diagnosis. In any patient presenting with a hot, painful and swollen joint, septic arthritis or infection in the joint must be excluded as this is a medical emergency. Symptoms of pseudogout tend to be milder than those of gout or septic arthritis. Joint aspiration is used to confirm the diagnosis. Aspirated joint fluid shows calcium pyrophosphate crystals. These are rhomboid-shaped and positively birefringent of polarised light. There should be no bacterial growth. Chondrocalcinosis is the classic X-ray change in pseudogout. The calcium deposits in the joint cartilage show up as a thin white line in the middle of the joint space. Other joint x-ray changes are similar to osteoarthritis and these can be remembered with the loss mnemonic. L for loss of joint space, O for osteophytes which are bone spurs, S for subarticular sclerosis which is increased density of the bone along the joint line and S for subchondral cysts which are fluid filled holes in the bone. Finally let's talk about management. Treatment of pseudogout is targeted at the symptoms. There are no proven disease-modifying drugs, prophylactic treatments or dietary modifications. 
Asymptomatic changes on an x-ray do not require any treatment. Acute symptoms usually resolve spontaneously over several weeks. Treatment options for acute symptoms include NSAIDs or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as naproxen, first line and this is often co-prescribed with a proton pump inhibitor such as omeprazole for gastroprotection to protect the stomach. Other options are colchicine, intra-articular steroid injections, however septic arthritis needs to be excluded before giving a steroid injection into the joint, and finally oral steroids. So thanks for listening to this episode on pseudogout. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about osteoporosis.